1: Jesus said if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free young man once approached a very wealthy man and asked him the secret to his financial prosperity well young man said the rich man my story begins back in the days of the depression i was down to my last five cents with that five cents i bought an apple i spent the rest of the day polishing that apple The next day, I took it down to the market and sold it for 10 cents. And with that 10 cents, I bought two more apples. I polished those apples and took them to the market the next day and sold them for 10 cents each. This went on for a while, and by the end of the month, I had made $3.20. And that was a lot of money in those days. The following month, my wife's father died and left us $3 million. And that's how I became rich. There are two ways you can become rich. One is to work hard at doing things like polishing apples and hope you'll get a break. The other way is to inherit a fortune. No one who has $3 million in his bank account will waste time polishing apples. And the first lesson of the Christian life is to learn that when we believed on Christ as Saviour, we were positioned in Him and were given access to all the riches of His grace. Learn to draw from those. Don't polish apples. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Are you deficient or sufficient? Will God ever allow you to be in a situation in which you don't have the resources to handle it? It's a uh, very practical subject this week. Ken, and if I could ask you first... Why he didn't run out and buy, if my calculations are correct, 60 million apples. That's what he could have got, <laughs> five cents apiece. I know. You, you <laughs> worked that out very quick, Phil. It's a lot of polishing. <laughs> but this is a very practical thing we're getting into this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I would
1: imagine that there's not a listener today who has not doubted at times whether they were able to cope in a situation that they found themselves in. You know, sometimes we we get ourselves into situations or we just find ourselves in situations and we think, man, I don't think I can cope with this. Is God aware of what I'm going through? Is He Does He know the situation I'm in? Is Is He there for me? And uh, we do doubt whether
0: we've got the ability and the resources to come through those kind of circumstances. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating when you're in that time and you, and you feel like, you know, God just doesn't know that, that I'm going through this right now. What are you doing? Do you think there might be times, though, um, that... Yeah, you know, we really aren't able to to handle what's going on. That you know, we actually become overwhelmed by our situation, or sometimes that you know that uh, our th- theology leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, sometimes we just don't get it right. Yeah, well, first I'm
1: I'm reminded of a song that we used to sing. I don't know if you remember this song, Phil. It, it goes, "He has brought us this far by His grace." Now, you think about that for a moment. Um, Every one of us can say, "Yes, he has brought us this far by his grace." We, hmm. you know, we paid the rent or the mortgage this week. We we were able to get some groceries. We we've still got power on, and uh, you know, all our needs have been met. There have been times when we wondered whether we would survive, but here we are. He's brought us this far by his grace, just like he said he would. Another thing, uh, a little story I heard once was uh, an old man that had obviously, you know, been well weathered by the trials of life, and uh, somebody came up to him and said, uh, "What's the secret?" What's the secret to your success, you know? And he said, well, he said, um, <clears throat> every time I read the Bible, he said, I often come across these words, and it came to pass. He said, I never read that it came to stay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <clears throat> but seriously, you know, um, you mentioned the the fact that it could be that sometimes our theology leaves a little bit to, desi- to be desired, and uh, I think that that is the case sometimes. And, and if Christians do hold to wrong theology in this area, then maybe there are times when you can't blame them. Uh, Sometimes leaders like ourselves, like myself anyway, can give the impression that when we were born again, what we received at salvation was only the first installment. I don't know if you know what I mean, but, uh, you know, we can kind of give the impression there's more. Uh, What you've got will need to be supplemented from time to time with new experiences and new blessings which come onto the market all these fads come into the Christian church and they're mm. uh, the flavor of the month and everybody's running after this and running after that, thinking they can get more somehow. There's order calls. We, we go out to the front hoping we'll get another shot in the arm or or something like that. It's this kind of mentality that we have. But, you, you know, I, I often think this, Phil, that um, uh, there's a phrase that says first the natural, then the spiritual. Yep. So a lot of the spiritual world can be understood by looking or observing Uh, the natural world. Now, you think of uh, a newborn baby, okay? So, uh, you know, the mother's in the hospital and uh, the baby's born and uh, the mother and the baby are released from hospital and uh, does the hospital staff ever say to the mum, now you bring that baby back in three months. You know there are, there are new body parts we've got to <laughs> insert, or we you know we need to take off those limbs. And it would be nice <laughs> if they said, "Bring it back in three months. We'll give you a break for a week." <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> but seriously, it's almost like um, uh, you know we've got to we've got to keep bring got to keep coming back to someone to get something that we haven't got yet. Yeah. And I call this a theology of deficiency, and it sends us on an endless pursuit for fix ups for the past, top ups for the future, and it's a complete variance with the teaching of the New Testament. You know, in in the New Testament, we learn that when we were saved, we were baptized into Christ and that being in him, we now have all things. In fact, Peter says this, that his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So everything I need to, to lead a successful, fruitful Christian life, I already have it. That's what the Bible says.
0: I love that imagery of when you're born, you're born with everything that you need. You you don't have any, you know, go and get another arm or what have you, (laughs) but you grow. And it's the same thing when we're born again. We we are given everything that we need spiritually, but we have to grow. In that's the, right. In the same sense. And,
1: and growth is only an expansion of the life that we already possess. Yes. It's not getting something that we don't have. Yes. It's just that
0: life expanding. And, and, and you know, we'll talk about that. In the same way as a baby, will will uh, have an expansion of their awareness of their ability as they grow. They, they figure out yeah. how to do things, walking and whatever. It's the same thing. We have an, an awareness growth yeah. of what God has put into us and how we use the things that he has given us. And that's, yeah. that's where we grow. But there's a lot of Christians spend a lot of time... Polishing apples. We go back to that story at the start, trying to get rich when they actually already are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. What what do we do about that kind of thinking? Well, that's a good point. As you say, every Christian
1: is an heir to a spiritual fortune. Mm. So we don't need more because we have all things. But what we need, Phil, is to discover what we actually do have in Christ. (laughs) How to use it. Yeah, In fact, the Christian life can be described as one long, exciting journey where we are discovering more and more about this incredible inheritance which has been bequeathed to us by Christ. You know, John says, He who has the Son has life. Now, literally, that verse reads like this. He who has the Son has the life. That's, of course, the life of Christ. Now, I personally believe that there are certain building blocks that are absolutely crucial to living the Christian life successfully. And one of those building blocks is this, that God has fully empowered us in His Son, Jesus Christ, for the totality of life on planet Earth. Now, understanding this truth is critical if we're going to prosper and live victoriously. If we doubt this in any way, then life will be a struggle. Mm. If we don't understand this, we'll probably ride the roller coaster of feelings and become a victim of the emotional highs and lows, tossed around with every fad and every whim that blows through the church will succumb to every form of challenge to get a life. I don't know if anybody's ever said that to you before, (laughs) get a life. I hate that because we have a life. We have the life of Christ, you know. Sometimes you hear these statements and you just have to challenge. You say, hang on a minute, I do have the life of Christ. And yet without a revelation of that, you know, some people just drift from order call to order call in search of another shot in the arm or another experience and find themselves treading on that treadmill of trying, failing, recovering, trying again. Mm. Each time trying a little bit harder, you know, or trying in different ways. But the results are the same, you know what I mean? There's some great promises that are in the Bible for us too, aren't there? Absolutely. I mean, here's, here's just a few. Paul says, He that did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not
0: with him also freely give us all things? That's a great one just to sit and think on. Yeah, for a bit. I think maybe all things. that's a Romans 8.32. you want to yep. remember that and look that up later on and just think about it, dwell on it. What I love is in Philippians, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, it's not the strength yeah. that I've, I've got. It's his strength yeah. in me, you know. Just a question on that, Phil. Do you think all things means All things. <laughs> Ooh, We're just about out of time, actually. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole other interesting discussion. All things that he calls me to do. Absolutely. Through the stream, that he give, gives to me. And that's where we must leave it for today. But more tomorrow on the theme Deficient or Sufficient. And until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies, and other resources from Ken Leg, including the book This Is the Life, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.